I'm I'm recording right now. You All should right. be. I, cool. I mean, I feel obligated. I, no, not obligated. <laughs> I I am in here. I am in here doing the thing with you guys. Well, well said. I mean, Kyle's out, so Kevin's the next in line. Yep. Something like that. Still starts with a uh, K, though. It does. So consistency, you know. It's consistent. Yeah. <laughs> Always yeah, it's consistent. Okay. You want to give uh, do, do the I, show open? Go ahead and hit okay, it. Okay. So you're a special guest. Go he's ahead. got he's got a lot of buttons down here. Yeah, I'm not sure Kevin which can't one find to the buttons. Uh, clearly can't find the buttons. I don't know. It's clearly labeled. Oh, there it is. Ah. Finally, cheese. It's the one that's a show open. Welcome to the Kent Now podcast. I'm Mayor Dana Ralph. In this podcast, (laughs) you will hear from city leaders, city workers, and engaged residents. We discuss local news, current events, and provide educational and engaging content for the Kent resident who wants to stay plugged into our community. Content. Thanks for listening. That's what we do. Now, here are our hosts, Josh Mossberg and Tracy Taylor. <laughs> this bump a good time right now, that's for sure. There Welcome back to Kent Now. Of course, it is uh episode number 22. Spooky episode. It well, do you like that? I, I like put that, that on says there. It right there. Yeah, um Ooh. the so yeah, we have a lot in this episode. I don't even know how to explain how much in this spooky episode we have. Well, it's like spooky and hockey. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. and educational. That's kind a of bit. part of spooky. No, is educational is, spo- is what? the education part where for our engaged residents spooky? I no? think. Well, I mean, the did you knows are educational, there and then go. the facts, the fun facts that we have for the uh, Halloween stuff. Yep. Okay. All right. Hi, Kevin. Hello. Okay. Kevin well, is joining us hi. today. Jumping right into it, uh, the Seattle Thunderbirds played the Wenatchee Wild on Friday. Uh, Ian Furness will be joining us later this episode from Fox 13 and 93.3 KJR to talk about what's going on with the T-Birds and how the rest of the season's looking. Well, they had a wonderful win against the uh, Wenatchee Wild, but... Wonderful win against the Wenatchee Wild? You like that? Oh, wow. Do you like Smooth. <laughs> Well, I'm bringing all the W's out. We have this amazing partnership with the Seattle Thunderbirds, but we also have an opportunity to talk to a SME in Thunderbird hockey. A SME. For those who don't know, what is a SME? <laughs> SME is a subject matter expert. Just, we love those acronyms here at <laughs> local government, don't we? <laughs> we call in the big guns and we call in Ian Furness from uh, KJR and Fox 13. Hi, Ian. Hello, and I'm not sure if I'm an expert. I'm I, in our business. We try to know a little bit about a lot of things, mm-hmm, but I'll mm-hmm. give it a go. I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll do my best. We love that for you. Uh, all right, so let's talk first. Uh, some promotion out of Q13 that you guys are going to do ten Thunderbird games. You're going to broadcast ten Thunderbird games for this season on Fox 13 Plus. That's exciting. Yeah, it's you know it's been really fun. I. I you know, I know. Listen, not always do you. You know, you pump up your uh, your employer's tires and stuff, and mm-hmm. sometimes it sounds like it's just rhetoric, or you know, you're reading the company line. But I, I think one of the fun things about our television station is, forever, really, since I've been there, they've been very committed to doing local sports, and we have a lot of local sports here that are sometimes underserved uh, from the television standpoint. And you know, I think whether it be the OL Rain, 
women's team, the you know the the Seattle Storm women's basketball team, or the Thunderbirds. There's big audiences and big fan bases for those for those those teams, and you know Fox 13 has partnerships with all of them, which is great. And this this partnership with the Thunderbirds and the Western Hockey League has gone back. I want to say, Tracy, about a decade, maybe. Oh, wow. um, our, yeah, the games used to be on Root Sports, and then they moved over to Fox 13 in Seattle and um, Portland CW station down there. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a, par- a joint partnership between the two markets. And but believe it or not, as much rivals as the Thunderbirds and the Portland Winterhawks are, they, they do a great job working together to make sure that their fans get to see some games and more importantly, expose the game of hockey to more people that you know are trying to learn about it and you know, the great thing about the T-Birds is, you know, listen, the Kraken are, are the big the big dogs in town now, the NHL team, and it's awesome to have the NHL team here. Those players come from the Western Hockey League, from the Thunderbirds. I think T-Birds have six guys who were drafted last year on the roster right now. Right. Uh, and, and so it's fun for people to get a taste of the hockey. They don't have to pay NHL prices to go watch a game at Showware Center in Kent. Uh, and we get exposed people to that on TV, too, so it's fun. Fun. Yeah, absolutely. Always great to uh, broaden that T-Birds audience. Uh, so Ian, question for you. Things started out a little rough this year for the T-Birds, but it looks like they're kind of starting to find their groove uh, with the big win over the Wenatchee Wild. How do you see the rest of the season playing out from where we're at now? Well, it's hard because the bar was set high, right? They, you know, they go to the championships. They win the Western Conference, go to the WHL Championship in 2022. Then last year, this past spring, they win the WHL championship, the second one they've won. And, well, would it be the second time in, in six years, I guess it was, mm-hmm. 2017, the first one. So, you know, they, they've, they've set a very high standard and bar for themselves. And, you know, Bill LaForge is a GM, Matt Odette's a coach, Colin Campbell runs the thing over there with Rick Ronish and others. And they, they've just got a great organization from a business standpoint. they got a great organization from a hockey standpoint. And, you know, they put on a good product. But, yeah, they, they make it hard because – in that league, in the Western League, you it's very cyclical. Guys come and go. They age out. And for people who don't know, they you can start playing in the WHL as a 16-year-old. Mm. Uh, and, it's, and it's 16 when you start the year. So, you know, you can turn 17 during the year. Uh, and there's usually two or three kids on a team that are 16. Most of them are age 17 to 20. And you can turn 21 during the year, but you age out. And so, you know, the, the natural progression is play in that league and hopefully go play pro hockey after that. And in fact, we're seeing that this year, Kevin Korczynski, who played for Seattle last year, last few years as a defenseman, he could have come back to the Thunderbirds. He's with the Chicago Blackhawks. He's stuck. He was a first round pick two years ago. He's stuck. He's still up there. He got his first NHL point the other day. He's playing with Connor Bedard, who's this touted, crazy, you know, popular rookie in the NHL. And that's the plan. But when you age out and you cycle guys out, it's hard to stay consistently good over the course of year after year after year, but Seattle's found a way to do that. I think they're going to be pretty good this year. Right? There are going to be some growing pains along the way. <laughs> I do think they're going to be a playoff team. Not sure if they're a championship contender right now today, but the way this league is, trades and moves and injuries, things change. I, I, I think they're definitely a playoff contender. Fantastic. So now that we're talking about that, uh, so what are a few of the players that we need to be watching? I mean, against the Wild last week, uh, Sam Popovich, he did very well. Yeah, Pop Popovich is a 20-year-old. He's been here for a while, number 18. He's a fun player. He's their leading scorer. He's got four goals in four games. You know, one of the things is they've only played four games which is crazy. Um, they, they've only played the four. And so they're three and one and they'll play, you know, on Tuesday, the two for Tuesday. And then, and then they hit the road. They go back East on a trip through Alberta and the Canadian Prairie. So 
we won't see him for a while, but they Popovich is, is, you know, he's kind of their guy offensively, but they've got Nico Majanovic and Grayson Sachin are both drafted players as well uh, on that team. Jeremy Hansel just got back for his NHL team. He's a drafted player. He's your top defenseman. He's, he's going to be a point of game guy on the back end. Number four, he played a lot of good hockey for them the last couple of years. Um, they've got some good young players as well. I, I, you know, one of the things that one of the guys you look for, and it's and Sawyer Minio would jump into that mix as well. I, another guy that I'm excited to watch finally get a chance to play is their goaltender, Scott Ratzleff. He was drafted by the Buffalo Sabres. He's been a backup the last couple of years to Thomas Millich, who was the best goalie in, in junior hockey, best basically the best goalie under the age of 20 in North America the last couple of years. He's playing pro hockey now. He's drafted by Winnipeg, and he's moved on uh, to the pro ranks. But Ratzleff finally gets his chance, and and he's a really good netminder. You know, think about the fact he was drafted and didn't even play uh, appear in a playoff game last year, the last two years. Uh, he's just been a backup to Millich. He's that good. So he's going to get a chance, and he'll have some busy nights, no doubt about it, along the way. But uh, Ratzleff will be a big contributor for this team this year. Okay, fantastic. So you had mentioned that um, a couple of the guys, um, you know, obviously going into the NHL. How How is this team going to make up for that loss? Well, young players, European draft picks, uh, you know, there's guys that are ready to step up and, and have a bigger role, like a Bryce Pickford, for example, you know, who's been here for a couple of years and, you know, and hasn't played a lot. You know, Crew Hannis is a guy that they're excited about as well that's, that's going to get a chance. And, you know, I, that's the thing. The fun thing about this this league is, you know, a couple of years ago, we didn't know, you know, three years ago, who's, who's Thomas Millich, right? And, and, and who's Sam Popovich? And, you know, who are some of these guys that we haven't watched play or seen play before? And um, I think, I think Hansel's going to be a guy that's going to have a massive year. I thought he would stick, actually. Uh, in the pro ranks, he was eligible to play in the American Hockey League, but they sent him back, which is good. Uh, good for Seattle and probably good for him. Physically, probably needs to mature a little bit more uh, and get going. But uh, this is a team that's, that's going to – it's just going to have to take some time to mesh. A, a good example, a good contrast, for example, is you know you look at the, at the Kraken. And th- their, their team basically returned everybody, like their top nine forwards – and there's five of their top six defensemen. There was no turnover, right? There was mm-hmm. just no turnover whatsoever. In this league, there's just turnover. And, you know, because of that, it's, you know, and, and for example, I'll give you another one. The Portland Winterhawks, they're the favorite probably to win the U.S. division. And I can look at their roster and say, okay, James Steffen's been there forever. Gabe Clausen's been there forever. Uh, Kyle Chisowski's been there forever. Luca Cagnoni's been there forever. Ryder Thompson. I mean, I look at Jack O'Brien, their entire roster returns. That was Seattle last year. So then, you know, some of those guys I just mentioned for Portland, they stepped up in the last two years because they kind of took over for small guys and that team was good three years ago. That'll be the same way for Seattle this year. The best thing about watching the, the T-Birds in that league is that they just, they develop kids. You're developing for the, for the uh, National Hockey League. You're developing for uh, a chance to watch uh, you know, watch these guys play in Climate Pledge Arena at some point and watch them play, you know, for, uh, you know, whatever team it is in the NHL. And that's why those guys come out and they play hard every single night. Every night they play hard. And that's a blast to watch that. It's fun to watch, you know, those kind of guys play with that kind of, you know, knowing their scouts in the stands every night. You know, I mean, they're just, they're there every single night. Um, you know, a guy like Jordan Gustafson drafted by Vegas and, you know, I, I, all these guys, it's just, I, I'm kind of excited to see who the next wave is, to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of talent coming and going. A lot of people we're keeping our eyes on exciting year for hockey and the Thunderbirds. 
Well, uh, Ian, thanks so much for joining Tracy and I on another episode of Kent Now. Appreciate it. Always appreciate the insights and everything you got for us on the Thunderbirds. And, and I would give you one other note uh, coming up. I think it's Friday, November 3rd at okay. the show. Okay. All right. They're, that's that's their first game back. They play tonight and then they go on the road. That's first game back after a long road trip. They are going to retire Patrick Marlowe's jersey that night. Oh. Okay. And for those who are maybe a little too young, Patrick Marlowe is a future Hall of Famer in the National Hockey League. Mm. Uh, there we go. Heard it here first. Yeah. Well, he is. I mean, it's everyone. No, you, many people have said that. It's going to happen. <laughs> he just he just retired from the NHL after a long career. Uh, but he played for the Thunderbirds for two years before he got drafted high by the San Jose Sharks in the first round. Went on to have an incredible NHL career, incredible NHL career, and now he's retired. He's coming back. They're going to re- they're going to retire his jersey on Friday, November third, and they're bringing back. I think right now they've got at least fifteen of his T-Bird teammates from his last year in Seattle, which was like ninety six and ninety seven. That was a team that went to the WHL finals for the first time in franchise history. Uh, so, longtime T-Bird and Seattle hockey fans, you don't want to miss that one, November third at Showwear. I would get there early, probably do what I do, get there early and go to Kent Station, hang out for a while, and then head to the rink after that. That's the move right there. Fantastic, Ian. Thank you so much for, one, the insight, and two, um, of course, always being here to uh, support the T-Birds and kind of, uh, well, give us a little education on it, too. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. So, Josh, we just talked to Ian Furness about the season for the uh, Seattle Thunderbirds, so why not bring somebody in that's also a SME at the uh, profession? Makes sense. Someone right there on the ground. Right. In the thick of it. Uh, We had him on the pod not too long ago. Uh, Jordan, say your last name for me again. Gustafson. Gustafson. Uh, You are rehabbing an injury right now. Yes, I am. Yeah. Shoulder injury. When did you have surgery? Uh, June 9th, I think. Okay. It's been about four months now. How long does it take to rehab an an injury like that? About five months. So I'm getting, getting pretty close to back in shape here. So okay. last last time we talked to him, Josh, he was uh, drafted by the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Right. So where does uh, where do we sit with that now? Yeah, um, I uh, I went to their main camp um, right before our season started and uh, wasn't really participating yet just because of my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was doing a lot of rehab, um, skating a little bit, um, just kind of getting back into the mix of things. Um, but uh, as of right now, I'm just they they returned me back to junior hockey, which is pretty normal for for 19 year olds like like me and then i uh, will slowly work my way up and uh hopefully hopefully earn a shot at the big club someday nice okay um i guess my next question is is you guys had um a little bit of a rough start for the season like coming out of the gates the home opener was a little rough then you won against the wild just recently i know you haven't got to play but what is the team feeling like right now like are we feeling like we're gelling really well or we're kind of shaking the cobwebs off what's the feeling like yeah yeah i think that i think that home opener was wasn't exactly what we wanted um it was a super special night uh, with all the banners being raised and and the fans really showed out but uh wasn't the outcome we wanted but um all in all uh, through four games we're we're still three and one so somewhat of a of a of a good start for us and uh, we we got a lot of new faces on the on the team this year a lot of love young guys and we uh we were thankful enough to go on a camping trip together as a team for a little weekend so nice. i felt like for that camping trip uh, we really bonded nice. and uh, and got really close as as a team and uh so i think for the most part, everybody's super excited. Um, a, a lot of opportunity with with uh, older guys leaving from last year uh, for the young guys to kind of jump in and, and really really excel. So uh, 
a lot of excitement, I think, from our group. Fantastic. Absolutely. So you mentioned, you know, the camping, some good bonding. Is there, can you tell us a little bit about what that feels like, like pre and post camping, right? So like how, how much of a difference does it really make? Like these new guys come on, you play together or whatever, and then you have the opportunity to get to know each other better. How does that feel before and after on the ice? Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely, it was very important for us. Um, actually right before the camping trip, I think we made maybe four, three, three or four big trades. Um, so, so, so through the camping trip is really about learn, learning, uh, different guys' names and and stuff like that. So a lot of, a lot of new faces, um, early on, but, uh, throughout the end of the, end of the camping trip, it felt like everybody was, was a one team, which was kind of the, the whole goal of, of, of the trip. And we wanted to kind of make sure that we had our, our uh, set roster, our set team in place for that trip. So, um, it was really good, uh, good to get familiar with, with all the new guys and, and just kind of build, uh, build the team um, and, and, and kind of start that camaraderie pretty early. I always feel like team building really kind of sets the tone for the season. So you guys feel pretty, pretty good going in for the rest of the season, no? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think team building is definitely something that could be somewhat undervalued. Um, just looking back at, at the last couple of seasons, um, we've, we've had two, two really good teams and uh, I think just the common, common, um, uh, uh, theme of uh, of our teams where we're just super tight and, and everybody really felt comfortable with everybody um and we all loved each other and we're just fighting for for extra days um in uh in may and june so uh yeah um team uh it, it, it's definitely really important to to get those team builders early on and, and, and get comfortable with a with a new club so we asked <clears throat> excuse me we asked i believe it was Mal- malik right no uh What's his name? It was Sam and uh, Mackay. Mackay, yeah, sorry, Sandy. Sam and Mackay. Last time that we talked to you guys, um, they talked a little bit about some of the pre-game rituals that they have done, or they do, or superstitions that they have. Do you have any of those? Um, I I more so have just a routine that I put my body through to uh, to make sure I'm I'm ready to go for the game, but I I try to avoid superstitions. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, if 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 uh, you miss a superstition or, or or if you don't get one done before the game, you could kind of uh, mess with your head. So mm-hmm. I try my try my best to avoid them. But um, you know, even last year through the playoffs, like I I couldn't help myself. I wore the same suit to every game, and <laughs> probably a little bit greasy of me. But uh, but it was, <laughs> I, I guess it, I, I guess it worked out. So yeah, sure. So Seems I, like it worked out pretty well. Yeah, I try I try to avoid superstitions. So. Definitely. For sure. Okay, um. what is uh, what is your um, workout routine like? I mean, obviously you're rehabbing right now, so not I mean, can right we now. Ask about the injury. Are you comfortable talking? Like, yeah, how it happened? Yeah, um, it was actually back in back in January. I I initially dislocated dislocated my shoulder. Um, so was it during like a practice or it was it was during a game? During it a was, game. Uh, okay. It was against Saskatoon and. Uh, I think it was a second shift in my game, and uh, I just kind of drove the puck in into the zone and, and cut back and uh, passed the puck up to the D men, and uh, just kind of got hit on the hips from uh, from the D men, and kind of like, huh, something feels yeah. a little a little off here, <laughs> yeah, a little well, skew. <laughs> yeah, it, and it was a it wasn't a dirty play. It was a, it, it was a hit I see every every night, and it just mm-hmm. just kind of knocked me off balance, and I fell down, and, and the impact of my uh, oh, okay. of myself bracing my uh, my shoulder on the ice kind of just 
popped it out and then gotcha. oh yeah <laughs> so, uh, so nothing like we saw anything like we see in the movies where there's just like hold still and then they'll pop you back pop in you back well, in. yeah that actually uh, that happened i went back to the bench <gasps> and it was totally out of place and i couldn't get it back in so oh wow um thankfully we have such a such a great organization um <laughs> uh, philly was there on the bench for me and and he's i think he's done a handful of these before he's been he's been with the birds for for a long time so he's seen his fair share of dislocations and i uh, kind of just took me into the locker room back and told me to kind of relax and just slowly pulled my arm forward and right back. Oh, and wow. <laughs> Felt good. I thought I was going to go back and finish the game, but he's like, yeah, I guess, yeah, no, you're, you're out for this one. I was like, oh, okay. I, did, I didn't really realize that, you know, you, you hear there's, you hear those stories of, uh, of guys dislocating their shoulders and, and kind of coming back that game or, yeah, or finishing it out. Definitely. But didn't realize that was a much serious, uh, much more serious well, yeah. yeah i mean i imagine you you know the whole point is you want to prevent any further damage right or uh, any other potential injury so yeah yeah that's exactly it we we knew that we were gonna go on a going a long playoff run i think yeah uh, they're gonna need you yeah they're good in there yeah, they were definitely smart about it and, <laughs> and, it, and it worked out in the long run so for sure run us through a day in your life yeah um most most days we uh we have to be at the rink at at uh, nine in the morning so i'd probably wake up I'm I'm not a big early bird, so I'd probably wake up around eight fifteen or so. Okay, and, uh, Twenty minutes away, so pretty much just get up, uh, get my clothes on, grab a quick bite, brush my teeth, and get out of the door. And then uh, at the rink at nine, um, normally a quick little workout, maintenance um, exercise or something. And then uh, and then we normally have video or, or meeting with the team. And then um, normally on the ice around around eleven or so, um, team practice. Um, there's there's always open ice after practice, so normally normally get some uh, work in like that after, and then after practice normally um, just do your own type of workout, whatever you think you need. If if you need hit lower body or if you need an upper body workout, just kind of um, doing whatever you want. Um, I'm I'm very fortunate uh, enough to have uh, Vegas uh, sent me a bunch of workouts. I've kind of been doing their whole their whole rehab um, program and, and 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 off season uh, training program. So I felt like. I've made some big strides doing that. And then, um, so I'd normally do that after practice and then normally head home around two thirty, three o'clock. And probably just right now I'm watching a lot of fancy football on YouTube. And, <laughs> nice. Which, cool. which isn't paying out because I'm losing all my leagues. Uh oh, <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, then, you know, just dinner, dinner and probably cards after dinner, the bill of family. Okay. And, and off to bed. So pretty Pretty very pretty chill. Routine. Yeah, pretty chill. Yeah. yeah. Sounds busy though. Yeah. It is. It's it's definitely a I'm very lucky to live this lifestyle. It's it's, it's pretty fun. <laughs> well, we're excited for your future, obviously, not only with the Thunderbirds, but with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh get that shoulder better so we can get you back on the ice here real soon. And thank you for stopping in and being a part of Kent now. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's it's always fun coming here. But let's talk about a little fun, Ooh. fun facts when it comes to Spooky season. Okay. Am shall I supposed we? to hit a button, Kevin? No, no, not, it's not. yet, Kevin. <laughs> I stopped it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You can hit a sound effect anytime you want I to. I have too many buttons <laughs> at my disposal. I don't. I want to click all of them. You can at, at the proper time. Okay. How about that? Right. I love so, your enthusiasm, though. Thank definitely. You. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. All right. Sounds good. So let let me know. <laughs> can do. Let's get into the fun facts, though. Since October 31st is not only Halloween, it's also National Doorbell Day. Oh. So you ring the doorbell and you go trick or treat. 
Are you looking for a doorbell right I am now? Looking you for are, a yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, something close one. to that. How about that? No, there's just, so, oh, there. so which one I came first? Did Halloween come first or the doorbell day? Because um, I feel like the doorbell thing is just part of Halloween. I agree. True. I mean, How that's that probably why it's a doorbell day. They just tacked it on there. They were like, that's on. We need something. We need a national <laughs> something for today. Well, not everybody has celebrates or participates in Halloween. So they need oh, to pr- go. participate in National Doorbell Day. Cool. Right? Okay. Are there doorbell sales or some fun doorbell activities to participate Ooh, in? Ooh, doorbell sales. I mean, they have the ring doorbells. Those are the cameras. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know of anybody that has a regular doorbell anymore. No? I don't, I don't know. No, actually. Yeah. I think everybody is now armed with a ring doorbell at their home. Which is great. Yeah. No, yeah. definitely. Coming in handy. Public safety, can for sure. see uh, all the fun dances if our uh, delivery drivers are so inclined. Or you get to hear all of the conversations that happen before they hit the door. Or True. for instance, I went down a rabbit hole on TikTok where people just uh, pass gas at a front door oh, before walking. It's a good place to do it. Wow. Like, good place as any, really. <laughs> it's just like, what is happening? And why am I, why <laughs> did I fall down this hill with the, uh, with the TikToks on that one? Okay. Yep, I saw one that was like, someone posted uh, a request for their package that was like, my son loves the TikToks of the delivery drivers dancing. So could you please do a dance? And then the doorbell uh, or the driver post like screenshotted it and posted it on their social media. And it's like, what do I look like? A clown? Oh. Like, <laughs> so I thought that was, was that was funny. <laughs> but ahead. also, okay, can I, you know, there it is. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah. yeah. Res- respect your postal workers. Absolutely. They're not clowns to do a little jig for you. Yes. But also, it's cute when they do it. I, I, and fun. I appreciate but, that. But of their own free will. Yep. All right. <laughs> Got it. Go. Illinois produces five times more pumpkins than any other state. I have a hard time believing that one. Wow. Because have you not been down to Carpenitos re- recently? Yeah. The place is pumpkins there. Holy moly, all the pumpkins. P- pumpkin and up down there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> pumpkin in it up. up. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, hot take. Candy oh. corn. I love it. Oh, that is a hot take. Steaming. I, I, that's the worst candy. <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. I feel like I enjoy one or two and I'm like, okay, I don't need any more until I'll, a year from yeah, now. Yeah, I'll pop you know? one in the mouth and, you know, just be like, okay, well, I had my candy corn for, you know, the, the year. year. <laughs> right, right. Let's move on to something good, like a Snickers or something. I don't ew, know. ew. All, are those like abominations? Like people... Candy corn? Like drinks or I'm sure people do all kinds of borderline illegal things with candy corn, you know? Oh, I'm almost positive of that. Yeah. Candy corn by far is one of my favorite candies. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Like the norm, like regular OG Candy OG corn? candy corn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I don't like the ones where they have the little brown on the bottom. They look like, I think they look like teeth, personally. Oh. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good but, to know. you know, the white, the orange, and the... They are classic. Oh. I, I do like the way they look. I just, mm. I don't... More of an aesthetic does. corn. Yeah. yeah. They candy go corn. great on like designs. Okay. So, I don't know. They, <laughs> no, I agree with you. I, 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 look, I see where you're coming from. They uh, definitely, and either you love it or you hate it. And of course, it is the least healthiest candy, Oh, Halloween candy. Just 15 pieces of candy corn equal 110 calories, 22 grams of sugar. 22, 22 grams? No wonder I am a crazy. Whoa. Oh my God. It, the healthiest Halloween candy is the Hershey's Special Dark. Mm. Gross. 
Yeah. You don't no. like dark chocolate? Uh, I'm not Hershey's. Not Hershey's. Not Hershey's. True. I do like dark chocolate, but I don't imagine Hershey's would produce it, good ones. It's got some sort of funky aftertaste after oh. it. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Like those Lynn chocolates, like those little Lynn, like are they truffles? Things? I don't know what Lynn. Um, Lynn. Oh, I'm going to have to buy some. Yeah. We might need to do some investigation. We can do Follow that. up on that. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> we'll do that. circle back. Okay. So since that's the question and I gave the hot take of candy corn, what is, Josh, your favorite mm-hmm. Halloween candy? Oh, my, like, at, you know, you ring the doorbell and trick or treat and mm-hmm. put it in your basket. Yep. Okay. Um, hmm. Uh, the big ones. Just a big one. Just what, you know. Wait, but is like that the name? Big... Is that the name of the candy bar? No, <laughs> no, oh, just a like... big piece of candy, like those like Giga Chad neighbors that give you the full bars, oh, the full candy bar. Yeah, got yeah, it, yeah, got yeah. it, got it. Uh, we did that one year and realized how expensive that got, and we never did it again. <laughs> yes. This year, I think I'm going to hand out toothbrushes. Oh, oh, you're going to be, be person. her. <laughs> okay. Just Oh, yeah. Everyone, don't go to Tracy's house for Halloween. <laughs> well, don't go to Tracy's house in general, but, you uh, know. <laughs> what? Well, especially you, not on Halloween. Do you just want strangers to show up or? Hey, I mean, you can come ring the ring doorbell if you like and do okay. a little jig and that's fine. I'm fine with that. Right. All right, Kevin. Or pass gas. <laughs> Two. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Uh, actually, I have one that not a lot of people might know. So in South Texas, uh, Mexican uh, candy. Hold on, go. hold on, hold on. Oh, we God. need to say, here we need to preface by saying, Kevin is from Texas. He just moved here about a year ago. Okay. We got so, a, a womp womp Yep, we got a womp no, womp. I, no, actually, well, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Five <laughs> hours later. Right. Okay. Anyway, yeah, do okay. your own sound effects from now on. Uh, no, there is a uh, Mexican candy called pulp which is a tamarind-based candy. Yeah. Excuse? People will know what it is. Pulparindo. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. No, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it's basically just like a tamarind-based like uh, mm. candy. It's it's yummy, it's spicy, it's got a little sweetness to it, mm. and you just kind of like pop them in and keep popping them in because they, they're just so good. You got the stuff on them. Yep, yep. And then it's spicy. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> yummy. Yeah, spicy candy in general is like my jam. Got so, it. So, yeah. Uh, what, what does tamarind taste like? Tamarind is a little tangy. It's a little soury, you know. Mm. Um, it's got a little heat to it. It's it's pretty good. It's it's uh, not what you'd expect. It is it like a spicy hot tamale? Uh, no, no, not in that vein. It's more like, uh, it's more on the tangy side. It's like not quite a warhead. Oh. Uh, it's, it's not that like sour MSG sort of thing. It's just like, oh. you know, like. <laughs> right up your alley there, Josh. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's good. I'll, I'll bring you guys some. I'll you bring put you some, some, uh, some tahini on there? Uh, uh so tahini, like mm-hmm. in the right area. Okay. Except think more like, I don't know, candy fied version of it. Sure. Is it a chewy candy or is it a it hard? Is chewy. Oh, it's a chewy. It is chewy, and there's some versions that come in like a hard candy, and they come like filled with like a uh, uh, tamarind like uh, liquid sort of. Oh, oh, kind of like a like a uh, a gusher, a, like a gusher. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a gusher, but not. So chewy, I'm chewy. getting mixed signals here. Oh, we got gusher. I, I will bring. I will bring some. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going back home in a little bit, but when I come back, I'll bring a whole bunch of stuff. For we you won't guys to try. We won't spend a whole lot of time on this, but I'm I'm so curious to know, considering I'm the old lady in the room right now, what was your favorite Halloween costume? Do you oh. remember one that you're like, oh my gosh, that was the best costume ever? 
Hmm. I've been I'm the same struggling thing. Struggling to remember my <laughs> childhood. childhood. I've been the same thing for like the past three years. <laughs> and so, that would and that would be a Gandalf, a version of Gandalf, and it's just. It's really because I got the wig and the beard okay. and got the it. hat, and okay. that's it. Okay. That, <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. I don't I think I seem to remember in middle school, me and my friends at the time all had like a themed costume, but I don't really remember what it was. Oh. Yeah. It was from some video game, but I don't remember. Okay. I, it was fun at the time. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm sure if somebody's going to say this tracks, I was Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was one of my favorite Sesame Street characters. Okay. He really was, going through it that year? I, <laughs> I'm always going through it, Josh. Oh. Always going right. through it. All right. So let's talk some uh, fun Kent events. I know our social media team had been out and about and uh, taking a look at Carpenitos, Josh. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we did a fun reel last year. We're going to be putting something out again to just uh, promote the awesome opportunity at the Carpenito Bros Pumpkin Patch and Corn Maze. You can go down with your friends, family, uh, pick out a pumpkin. Mm -hmm. There's kettle corn, corn on the cob, all mm -hmm. kinds of great snacks and treats, uh, some take-home yummies. Um, <laughs> take home yummies. Last year, actually, uh, and in the past, the pumpkin patch, Tracy, was actually named one of the best in the country by Yelp. And it's the farm itself, Carpenter Rose Farm in the pumpkin patch, has been open for 50 years in Kent. So wow. it's a Kent staple. Uh, definitely draws people from all around the region. So... I know I'm going to be heading out there to get my special pumpkin for this year. You end up coming back with kettle corn most of the time too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I get the corn on the cob, you know, go around the corner and be like, butter me up. And they, they butter it up. <laughs> it's great. I mean, as in like. Butter the corn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, wait. <laughs> Not me. Um, Not okay. you. The corn butter right. me. Yeah, I, well, me you up. said butter me up. So well, that's a figure of speech, Got Tracy. Uh, <laughs> I, I would have been going. Well, um, you're a handsome man, and uh, <laughs> well, maybe that's just a side service. They provide. <laughs> <laughs> we have a fun event uh, coming up here on Halloween in itself. It's the Haunted Boulevard uh, at Kent Station. You get to stroll down Ramsey Way. A little trunk or treat that's going to happen. All right, joining us today we. We have Cynthia from Kent Station. She manages all of the marketing and all of the great activities that will be happening uh, this October. Cynthia, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Cynthia, what's your official title? Uh, my actual official title as of this week is Events and Community Manager. Uh, oh, oh, as yeah. of this week. Is wow. that like a, week. on a chain rotating basis? Like no. next week, you might be something else? No, it's been 10 and a half years as the marketing oh. manager, but yeah. Oh, okay. look at you Just getting here and there. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, speaking of change, there's uh, more <laughs> change coming to Kent Station. Absolutely. We'll talk about that later. But first, yes. let's talk about Halloween Boulevard. Yes. All right, so let's. What do you want? Want uh, me to talk? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I mean, the, the, yeah. <laughs> yep. Please talk. I wasn't sure okay. if there was a question or file. I'll just start talking. All right. Well, so Haunted Boulevard started in partnership with the city in 2000, actually. It was our um, idea together on how to have a Halloween event during COVID. So we did it as a drive-through mm -hmm. trunk or treat. It was actually really cool. It was extremely successful. So we decided to keep it going. So. Yeah, definitely. I been to the last three since, you know, it started up. Uh, definitely have seen the growth, uh, a lot of great community groups and um, a lot of costumes fun. I know last year there was <laughs> like some booths had some really intricate and fun games, Impressive. interactive stuff. I remember participating in one where there was like a stream and like little rocks. 
Oh, it was yeah. like this whole set piece, and you like jump across, and then something tries to attack it's you. It's pretty or amazing. Yeah, that, that was, was a couple. They live in an apartment building, and they are obsessed with Halloween. Oh, and so okay. they they already reached out to me like in August, saying wow. you're doing it again, right? They were ready. So yeah, they take up like two parking spots, and they do a whole epic setup. Nice. So it's pretty great. So we were talking about trunk or treats, and and then coming down to Kent Station. First, though, if to if to solidify a space for the trunk or treat one, is it too late to do so? Not too late. Okay. Yeah. So how do they sign up? Yeah, they could just go on to kentstation.com, go on our website on the Haunted Boulevard page, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's got the information right on there, and they can sign up still. We it, got a couple spots left. Is it free? It is free. I love free. Yes. Unless you're a sponsor, unless you're trying to like promote your own business and you don't, you know pay rent at Kent Station, then we can talk about sponsorship opportunities. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Cool, cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, What have been some of your favorite trunks over the years? Well, definitely that couple that I just mentioned because they were epic. Last year, it was a whole pirate theme. It was pretty great. Can't Can't wait to see what they do this year. Um, I remember last year, it was just before the space-themed park opened. Mm-hmm. And so one of the, was it economic development from the city? Yeah. yeah. They had a whole space-themed booth. That was pretty great. Uh, and I loved the cops and robbers. That was good mm-hmm. last year. We so did I can't that. wait to see what you guys do this year. We have uh, we have quite the intricate setup for it. Halloween this year. We're very excited about that one. Can't wait. So we have some special guests coming. We do. For Boulevard. Yeah. It's like this big, tall... Yes. This like, guy's creepy. amazing. Yeah. Spooky dude. Yes. Yeah. He's like a pterodactyl, which don't ask me how to spell that. Yeah. It starts with a P. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Guess. Fun fact. But yeah, a, per- a pterodactyl. <laughs> He's amazing. And then... He will also come out on stilts as a scary pumpkin scarecrow. Oh, wow. excuse mm-hmm. me. Okay. I'm always down for the good scary stuff. Pretty good. Yeah, I, uh, I remember seeing him walk around last year. It really yeah. sticks out. Yeah. Uh, kids love it though. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I think just some the probably right get scared. amount but... of scary. Not yeah, too scary. There you go. Yeah. Do you need volunteers? Yes. And you know what's super cool? I got to do a shout out to the Kent Ridge High School Key Club. Love it. Because they show up in full force. Mm -hmm. So they're providing us with volunteers. I think we're going to be set this year. Last year, we had too many volunteers, which is a great problem. Sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. So just to kind of finish the event. So basically, people go through the trunk or treat and they can vote for their favorite. Mm -hmm. And then they can go trick or treating all around the property. We've got a whole bunch of our businesses are participating, handing out candy. So it's going to be good. Let's clarify something. Kent Station does not provide the candy, correct? Uh, yes and no. A lot of our businesses, well, not for the trunk or treat participants. Right. We are giving a bag to the first 20 cars that uh, signed up. Mm. But uh, for our businesses, we actually give them a, de- a deal on mm-hmm. the candy. So I uh, I work my magic with different businesses no. and get discounts. And then I'm able to Spooky help magic. our businesses afford to give out all the candy to all the children. Love that. And adults. And adults. (laughs) Children of all ages. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What is your favorite Halloween candy, Cynthia? Do you Uh, have one? My favorite Halloween candy, yeah, it's the, what is it, 100 grand? The little, or, and the Twix. I'm all about the milk chocolate and the caramel. Okay. Mm -hmm. Consistency, I like that. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, let's recap. Okay. Boulevard mm-hmm. is on Halloween. Not, been the, not the Saturday before Halloween. Nope. It is yes. on Halloween. We tried that yep. once before and then people still showed up on Halloween. The time is when? It's from 4.30 to 6.30 Perfect. on Halloween. Yep. Yep. And then you can stick around, watch a movie if you're sick of trick-or-treating, you know, or oh, go to dinner. Yeah. All those things at Kent Plenty Station. Plenty to do at Kent Station. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, Cynthia, thanks for being a part of the pod. Thank you. Appreciate it. This and my first pod. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, guys, thanks. Thanks for having me. It looks like KDP is back at it again. They had the cider and ale trail not too long ago, but they've got street of treats, Josh. Oh, yeah. The whole street is full of treats, as I understand it, mm. for this fun event. It's okay. going to be happening yeah. Saturday, October 28th from <laughs> 2 to 5 p.m. So bring your costumes with your friends or family. Uh, it's the fifth time that they're doing this awesome event. Businesses are going to be welcome Welcoming residents to stop in. They get some spooktacular oh, treats. Love it. Yeah. Um, it says here teal pumpkin friendly too. What exactly does that mean? Oh, teal pumpkin is, um, I believe that's like a no nuts thing or there's something oh. to do with like, uh, like allergens. Oh, um, so non-allergenic. Really? Love that. <laughs> Inclusive street of treats happening <laughs> this year. Uh, and something else that's great is you can support the Kent Food Bank by bringing non-perishable food Love donations it. to Good. the event. Yeah, we're definitely getting into um, the winter season. We're getting into the holiday season here with Halloween just right around the corner. That means Thanksgiving is c- creeping up on us too. So Creeping? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Like that? You like that? I mean, we're talking spooky, creeping. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Anyway, uh, we need to start thinking about our food banks as well. Our Kent City Council meeting happened this Tuesday, and the council recognized Hindu American Awareness and Appreciation Month, uh, another great opportunity to celebrate our uh, just the diversity of cultures and um, religious communities and just groups of all faiths celebrating here in Kent and their contributions to our community. Uh, the council also had the opportunity to swear in new officers to the Kent Police Department. Guess what? Chicken butt. Last weekend, the Kent Parks team also had their Orca Recovery Day. So they were out there in the Puget Sound riding orcas uh, down to Atlantis. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. No, they weren't. No, that's not what happened. (laughs) No, they weren't. They (laughs) actually had the opportunity to go to Riverview Park. (laughs) Kevin was actually believing you there for a moment. I don't know, man. (laughs) I'm from Texas. I love that you just, you were like, what? I was like, wait, orcas are dangerous, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah, no, that didn't happen. That did not happen. But our park staff and uh, volunteers and um, Green River Coalition Mm -hmm. was also there. They went to Riverview Park and had the opportunity to remove some invasive species, kind Mm -hmm. of restore some habitat there. And why you may be asking, how? what does this have to do with orcas? Right. Our Riverview Park. Good question. Doesn't immediately come to mind. Good thing you're listening to Kent now because we will tell you um, doing this actually helps support our salmon population. A lot of great projects have happened over the last few years to, um, you know, restore ha- habitat, protect our critical areas like the Downey Farmstead, side channel restoration. All these projects, all these great conservation events uh, help to uh, bolster our salmon population, uh, get them little rest stops, you know, like traffic or like that truck stop. They right? can get a bite, just chill, hang out, maybe scroll for a little bit and then it just it just you know there's more food for the orca and and roundabout way that's that's why that's exactly recovery day of course they're we're recovering the orcas the visual you yes yes the visual you just gave me about the salmon for a little truck stop little pit stop there i honestly thought about the guy just swimming off to the side of the riverbank Mm. there and he was just like i just gotta chill yeah my my fins are tired yeah exactly he just takes it all in, finds a cozy little uh, tree to to chill under because we planted those. Yes. Well, I, we didn't, but our, no, no, we our did. parks people did. Uh, yes. Yep. And the amazing volunteers. Yeah. Yeah. So last week, the 2023 Governor's Committee on Disability Issues and Employment awarded the City of Kent as Employer of the Year. Big 
This is a big deal. Huge. Yeah. And the Governor's Committee on Disability Issues and Employment provides state-level advocacy and leadership with disability communities to obtain equity and economic opportunity for our community inclusion. Essentially, what this is, is giving um, um, people with disabilities really good chances to learn and grow in different organizations. Um, we have a lot of supported employees here in the city of Kent. Uh, they were they just received a proclamation about two weeks ago at the last city council meeting as well. Uh, Pat Fitzpatrick, um, our CAO, accepted the award out in Wenatchee, I believe, when this was awarded. And yeah, and Debbie Myers received the uh, Mayor's Proclamation for National Disability Employment Awareness Month. So SCAC empowers people with developmental disabilities through gainful employment and community inclusion. Uh, we have a supported employee program here at the city. Okay. Uh, another fun Halloween spooky event we have coming up is a trunk or treat at Pacific Raceways <gasps> on the 29th. Stop so, it. So a lot of spookiness, a lot of... Fast cars and trunks. And no, that sums it up. Okay. <laughs> cool. Can I ask a question really quick though? Because I'm, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm like legit. I maybe feel like I'm too old for this. Uh... The trunk or treat thing, is this like, this is still new, right? No. It has not been around for as long as I was a child. That's for sure. I mean, we went with our pillowcase to door to door and, oh, yeah. and got the candy. In, you know, now, the ancient times. Yes, then. ancient times. Thank you, Josh. Back uh -huh. in the day. Yeah. 20 minutes later. I think when I was growing up, I remember trunk or treat activities advertised by the city, but the actual just Halloween trick-or-treating was always you know, like the go-to for everybody. I think they were kind of new and up and coming. Now it's a little more like people are aware that's, that those kind of things are going on and it's an option. Here in the United States, we celebrate Halloween, right. but of course, different cultures around the world have um, similar but also different ways of celebrating all kinds of different holidays, right? And um, a popular holiday that is celebrated very much in Latin America and Mexico and also by many uh, families here of Mexican descent in the United States is Dia de los Muertos. Uh, and so how exactly did Dia de los we, we didn't weren't hit it. quite, we weren't quite there yet. He was a little. You you're a you little tell me. mature you on that one. Me, you tell me it's when to hit it. Did I'll hit you it. know? There it is. Okay, I'm so I'm new here. Uh, Dia de los Muertos, also Day of the Dead, is a two-day holiday. Two days, mm. big. Uh, that's that's more than just one. We only get it one day for Halloween. True, that's crazy. Uh, reunites the living and the dead. Families create ofrendas or offerings to honor their departed family members that have passed. Uh, these altars are decorated with kind of like bright yellow uh, flowers, photos of the departed and their favorite foods and drinks. And just really it's a it's an opportunity for families to honor and remember uh, and celebrate the memories of their loved ones. Um, the offerings are believed to encourage visits from the land of the dead as the departed souls hear the prayers, smell the foods, and join in on the celebrations. Oh, that's cool. It sounds like a good time. It does. Thank you. A little slow on that one there, Kevin. Ooh, I just don't want people to yell at me. Anyway, <laughs> I'm good. Why would we yell at you? I don't We're know. We're not recording, by the way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wish this was a visual medium too. Yeah, well, I mean, the that looks be, on everybody's face yep. for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Kevin, thank you uh, for stepping in for Kyle. Yes. We yeah. Thanks, absolutely. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> it was fun. Um. Well, we'll have you back. Oh. Your participation has been. Well received. Thank you. Of course. Uh, So on the next episode for episode number 23, Josh, we've got it all lined up for you. We're getting ready for winter weather. Oh, the winter weather is here. It's it's here. It's coming. The rain, the snow. The leaves, the ice, everything. We are going to talk to another shmi subject matter expert. Mm -hmm. Dave Brock from our uh, public... What? Our public works department's going to stop in and he's going to talk a little bit more about our winter weather plan here at the city. Yeah. Great episode to listen to if you're wondering what the city does uh, to prepare for and respond to uh, inclement weather events, Mm -hmm. anything that might cause traffic or road uh, concerns, Mm -hmm. and uh, some great tips about how you yourself and your family can prepare uh, in case of emergency and just, you know, tips for getting ready for the season absolutely we're looking forward to it so on that note i guess we could i guess we're done so is that it yeah i think we're done oh do i just hit stop all right (laughs) all right thanks for joining us everybody